0: Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 381, May 12th, 2020. It reached 90 degrees on two occasions on this day, 1900 and 1961. And uh, in 1946, it was as chilly as 28 degrees. These are brought to you by our friends at Aquaside, which has been keeping your beach free of weeds and mysterious vegetation since 1956. And now... From the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake. It's Garage Logic with Rookie on production. Chris Revers, director of social media. John Hyde in the newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Crabby Coffee Shop. Here is your flashlight, King, fireworks commissioner, and keeper of common sense. Your mayor. Joe I am plagued by deep thoughts. Oh, good. Plagued by deep thoughts. What do you got? I think the underlying problem that has brought about virtually everything we've discussed for the last 20 years, uh, most principally the mystery we as Americans, I guess I'm going to speak for myself, because certainly it wouldn't be true of everyone. I have lost faith in our institutions, the yeah. institutions that I grew up uh, trusting, whether it's the presidency or, or journalism or government in general. Uh, I sense that I would suspect there are many of us who have lost faith in our conventional and historically significant institutions. And it's an unnerving feeling. Uh, There's a story right now. Chuck Todd is what? uh, Meet the Press on NBC on Sunday mornings? Yep. There's a story going around, not going around. That makes it sound like it's something fanciful. There is a story in which NBC has had to apologize for cutting a portion of an interview with attorney general William Barr uh that uh Todd featured on his show a couple of days ago uh, the new show was discussing the justice department's decision last week to drop its case against Michael Flynn uh let me pause there which uh provides from, from really really interesting reading uh i i i'm having no trouble with Uh, Flynn's uh, case having been dropped once you read all the things that went on behind the scenes. The news show was discussing the Justice Department's decision last week to drop its case against Michael Flynn, the president's former national security advisor, when Todd played a portion of an interview that Barr gave last Thursday to CBS News. So what what Todd is doing is he's he's lifting some audio and video from CBS News, and he's uh, playing it for his Audience, and I believe at the time he might have been talking to uh, oh, who's the uh, female author I'm thinking of? That she writes for Peggy Noonan. I think he might have been talking to Peggy Noonan, and somehow the Barr case came up. So Todd says, Well, I want you to watch this. And so, what he's picking up is some CBS news footage where reporter Catherine Herridge was asking Barr what history what history would reflect on his decision with Flynn. So here, here's Chuck Todd telling his audience, watch this, you guys. Watch what uh, Barr told uh, Catherine Herridge on CPS last week.
1: Uh, you brought up Bill Barr. Peggy Noonan, I want you to listen to this Bill
0: Barr answer to a question about what will history say about this. Wait do you hear this answer. Take a listen.
2: When history looks back on this decision... How do you think it will be written?
1: Well, history is written by the winner, so it largely depends on, on <laughs> uh, who's writing the history. I was struck, Peggy, by the cynicism of the answer. It's a correct answer, but he's the attorney general. He didn't make the case that he was upholding the rule of law. He was
0: almost admitting that, yeah, this is a this is a political job.
2: When history looks back on this decision,
0: here's the real question. How do you
2: think it will be written?
0: Well, history is written by the winner, so it largely depends on, on uh, who's writing the history. But I think a fair history would say it was a, it was a good decision because it, it upheld the rule of law. It, helped, it, it upheld the standards of the Department of Justice, and it undid what was an injustice. Isn't that something? Wow. I don't blame any single person in the world for having lost faith in the institution of journalism. I'm appalled by this, and NBC. Uh, by the is way, saying, that's
1: a huge statement on your part. Why? I've never heard you say that before.
0: I, I've lost it. Uh, how can it be trusted? This is this is insidious behavior, and NBC is. And, and just take what you think about Barr out of it. Take what you think about Flynn out of it. I'm talking about the the discipline of journalism, right? And and here is here is NBC saying. Oh, we apologize for inadvertently and in- inaccurately cutting the video earlier mm. today. We inadvertently and inaccurate- inaccurately no. cut short video clip of an interview. Uh, no, no, you didn't. Yeah. It was done completely on purpose. You're lying. Right. You're yeah. lying. You're compounding your sin. You're lying yeah. again. Yeah. Again, t- I don't care what people think about Barr or Flynn. Although, again, I've been reading about it. It's fascinating take take what needs to be taken into consideration here is the behavior of this fellow named Chuck Todd who is gleefully pointing out to Peggy Noonan I'm not sure she bought it gleefully pointing out hey peggy will you hear this will you hear this i i I've, i lo- i've lost faith in this this is not the way it's supposed to work this is not the way journalism is supposed to work who in the hell are you supposed to trust this because is this is dumb. going to be done, this is going to be done. This will be—it's becoming the journalism of politics, right? As we have the as we have the politics of identity, we're now having the politics of journalism, and this will be done. <coughs> excuse me, I'm sorry. This will be done. Perfect health. Yes, this will be done no matter who uh, is in place. Of this, course, this, this yeah. could be done to a, a, a liberal attorney general. This could be done to a conservative attorney general because. The institution is no longer upholding standards that made it so vital, so vital to the development of this country.
2: But it's not new. I mean, why do you think the president says
0: fake news? And we all... Go ahead. I I understand that it's not new, but this was such an egregious example. You, You have to wonder how many times a day are you being deceived Right. How many times a day are you being deceived? I don't not even... only
2: that's, Go not ahead. Not only that, Such, think of the interviews where the rest, like in this case, where the rest of the answer is left on the cutting room floor right. and has never seen the light of day. You've right. been interviewed before, haven't you? Hasn't sure. it happened to you? <laughs> yes. I, I, I know it's been
1: happened to you.
0: Yeah, it's going to happen. And if you watch, (laughs) it done
1: happen to me. If you (laughs) watch Peggy Noonan's physical reaction to this, and Mm -hmm. I don't know what her response was because we didn't see that in this particular clip, but you could tell that she was uncomfortable
0: with the path that he was going down. Possibly because she had previously seen the entire clip. And she's reliable. Yeah, she is. And then here she is, party to this. I was taught. By a priest, uh, the Reverend James Wayland. That that might be apropos of nothing that he was a priest. We always were fascinated by him, and fascinated by his his history, which we all wrote our own version of. Uh, what we did know is that uh, he was the only priest I knew who wore cufflinks, and the only priest I knew who drove a Mercedes. He came to the pre- he's from Minneapolis. He came to the priesthood after a career in advertising on Madison Avenue in New York. Oh wow. And a gifted gifted erudite fellow. And I wish he was alive because he would be so appalled by this. He he would he, he we we were taught that you have a great you have a great obligation to report accurately and to report facts, are these younger people? Are they even being taught anymore in journalism schools?
2: I I, I don't believe so. I truly
0: don't. And, and are are these people on CNN and NBC and CBS and Fox who make six seven million dollars a year? Are they really reporters? They're entertainers. Those are entertainment salaries. Those aren't reporter yep. salaries. I don't know what Chuck does. Chuck Todd consider himself a. Is he? Does he have a history as a newspaper man? Do any of them have histories as newspaper people? Not that well, I'm aware of. So I
2: this is it. why I, I don't I don't appreciate the work of say Anderson Cooper or Don Lemon because everything they do, they're called reporters. Everything they do is with their opinion and their point of view and their agenda, and you have to see through that. And it's, it's, they're just not worth watching to me.
0: No, I don't watch either of them. I, I don't mind Anderson Cooper as a guy. I think Lemon's a dreadful guy. No, not at all. Guy. Uh, but I, it's, it's, it's not news. It's not news. But let me, let me return to what Chuck Todd did here. Isn't there anybody in the chain of command in the NBC newsroom who had the balls to say, that's wrong, you can't do that? And then to have the gall to tell me that, oh, that was inadvertent. No, it wasn't. It was absolutely done on purpose. Why do you think Todd said, hey, Peggy, will you hear this? He couldn't have said that had he played the whole quote.
1: But doesn't it also just boil down to uh, if you you fall in line with what you hear on Meet the Press, NBC, Fox, or whatever – you're going to point at that as an example of, see, they're out to get us, or if you're a follower of that particular network, you're going to say, well, they made a mistake, but I'm still going to watch.
0: That leads me to my second observation. That's what I do here. That's what you do. That leads leads me to a second observation about losing faith in institutions, which is a frightening, frightening prospect. What has replaced our faith in institutions is our adherence to competing agendas. Mm. And that's not truth, and that's not fact, and that's not institutions. What has replaced our faith and trust in the treasured institutions of America has been replaced by our allegiance to competing agendas. The governments are so... I would dearly love... believe in the government I would dearly love to but much of what the government is up to I can't believe in I would dearly love to have retained my uh, respect for the institution of journalism I I I can't I'm so tired of having to read everything 10 times and then check 14 other sources to find out if I'm even reading something remotely accurate
2: a great example of that, Such, is last year, uh, that protest involving the kids from the college oh, that yeah. stepped in between the Native Americans and the rioting, whoever they were. Covington oh, Catholic and, High School. Yep. Thank you. And the kid, uh, the kid was portrayed as the world's worst racist, yep. when in fact the opposite was true.
0: Yep, the Washington Post immediately went into print with, uh, the whole uh the whole template of their of their grieving white middle class privileged private school catholic high school mega hat automatically bad guy bad guy bad guy all we're adhering to now instead of our institutions is our adherence to competing agendas and it's the exactly. washington it's the washington post agenda to vilify people like that kid yep it's 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 just so disheartening uh we see examples every day of of competing agendas having replaced institutions uh now i happen to think that everything is it gretchen whitmore in michigan the governor yes i yes. i happen, i happen to think that much of her stay-at-home orders were folly and we pointed that out. Uh, and she is fair game to be criticized. But she's, is she fair game to face armies of people wearing Confederate flags and Nazi face masks and carrying assault weapons? No. Well, that's all that was is the loss of faith in the institution of, in this case, the governorship of Michigan and having it replaced by an agenda, which is, you are trying to ruin my life, uh, state of Michigan, and therefore I'm going to stand here with my weapon and threaten you. That's not a trust in institution. That's, that's, that, that's the agenda triumphing over the institution. Right, and not only that, staying with that, they purposely,
2: they being the media, uh, be it national or Michigan local, purposely show the nazis the uh the flag and everything bad they never show peaceful protesters people with a, a decent point of view and a sound point of view they ne- they never show that that's boring why would they show that show their agenda which is the guys waving the 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 flag the rebel flag
0: i wasn't going to uh mention it but uh you two were advising me to watch a uh, a documentary called Plandemic. Yep. Judy Makovitz, is that her name? Yes. Judy, yeah. And uh, I listened to five minutes, and my intuition told me to dismiss it it was nonsense, and then Kenny admonished me and said, "No, you can't make that judgment if you've only watched five minutes." So, Reavers resent it to me. I did watch the whole thing.
1: And by the way, you you patiently waited for me to resend it to you. I yes, ahead. I did.
0: <laughs> my God, Joe, where in wow. the hell was it? Is <laughs> Holy it here yet? cow! It was like you were drowning and you wanted somebody to throw you a rope. Well, <laughs> let, let me let me let anyway, me finish let me let me finish yeah. my thought. Uh, This is a perfect example of an agenda triumphing over an institution, in this case, the Institution of Public Health. And this woman is contending that uh, Fauci and, uh, and his ilk... Are uh, corrupt and have, tr- uh, have conspired to destroy her life and accused her of stealing lab papers and whatnot. Uh, and the more I read about her, the more I realize she's just absolutely no go zone. There's no evidence to support any of her claims. And the and the uh, and the and the uh, documentary uh, even when she says I was arrested doesn't tell you why. I found out why she was arrested. I was arrested, and then that the, then the film cuts to the. Uh, uh, armed SWAT teams uh, on a dark street at night approaching right. a house. Yeah, come right. on. B as in B, S as in S. She walked herself into jail what? after being accused by a Nevada right. district attorney of of uh, theft. When I saw that, I thought that the first thought uh, that
2: came to mind was that is stock B roll. Absolutely, that they Kenny. Absolutely already had in the
0: can, and they trotted it out. And that's all the mention she's going to get for me. But the larger point could be that's a perfect summary of what I'm talking about. Rather than rather than most Americans having a faith, if you will, in the institution of public health and the people who practice it what it has deteriorated into the competition of agendas and sure enough this this woman uh, came along uh, to attempt uh, to belittle essentially the trump administration which is a it's a belittle target don't get me wrong but uh, this was an effort uh, by an agenda driven manipulation to to suggest that uh, we are being misled uh, by the powers that be now uh, that we see every day in public health. And, and, no, we're not. No, we're not. I've, I've read as much as anybody. No, we're not being misled. Fauci testified today, and he's, he's a straight shooter. You might not like him. Yeah, and you might think he's contributing to the ruination of the country but he's he's really he's really glued to his his values and his soul and he's saying look you know he's basically saying you go ahead and open but get ready to be hit over the head again and he was telling schools you're not going to open in the fall and and uh and I'm drifting away from my point Uh, Fauci doesn't need me to praise him. Uh, There are many people who find fault with him. I I personally don't find fault with him. I I find fault with the way the 50 different states have willy-nilly figured out how to start and stop and start and stop reopenings. Uh, I I choose to believe that there's either a vaccine or herd immunity. As we learned yesterday, there's no third option. But what's happened when people lose their faith... In institutions half my inbox is full of emailers who want me to watch this preposterous BS called pandemic, and half my email inbox is not filled with those emailers does that make any sense because yeah. because the people who send me the emails and say watch this they've adopted they have their agenda they sure. have an agenda that has replaced their trust in institutions
1: and those are the ones that are sending it to you, urging you to watch it. That's what you're saying.
0: Yeah, I wasn't even going to mention it today because it's just so ridiculous. But it ended up being a, a great example of what I'm trying to describe, which is the, but, the loss of faith in institutions having been replaced by agendas. But
1: when I did watch it, again, you don't know what's, what is truth and what to believe. I get all that. But it, does, it did make me personally stop and think— well, this is all entirely possible.
0: Well, but it but
2: it turns out it was I not. Had, I had the same feeling, but it, it it comes from reading too many spy novels, where that is kind of the theme in almost every book, where there's always a hidden agenda behind even the most pure of politicians. You know, what she I'm accused
0: uh, she accused Fauci, for example, of profiting. Uh, right. with with millions of dollars from the development of various vaccines over the years when the truth right. is when the truth is as a government employee Fauci has to put his name on the patent and when he gets the money he gives it to charity
2: <coughs> perfect yeah, help. see that's that's interesting and should have been mentioned yesterday because that was the first example that that got me thinking I'm like oh my god I I know I've
0: read this before
2: mm-hmm. you know mhm
0: Well, anyway, thank you, uh, Chuck Todd, for helping me realize that you're part of the problem in most of us having lost faith Uh, in institutions.
2: Let me me ask you a question. What if a reporter from, uh, I don't know, any organization asked to interview you about a certain subject? Would you say yes? Would you be a part of that, knowing that your quotes could be misconstrued or, or chopped up or, or, you know, they'll take part of the answer but not the rest of it.
0: The same thing that uh, you gave the example of today. Would you be a party to that interview? Only if I knew what the topic was supposed to be. If somebody called me and said, I want to interview about uh, you about X and I felt comfortable that I was knowledgeable enough to be interviewed, I'd go ahead with it knowing full well that I could be uh, placed at risk. Uh, in terms of being misinterpreted but if it was a if it was a a a topic that where the risk of misinterpretation wasn't really wasn't really paramount sure i'll I'll get interviewed that'd be fine with me i don't care i will not and
2: it's so funny that we talk about it today because as recently as yesterday i was asked by a uh, reporter from the ap uh to be a part to be interviewed on some traffic matters and i politely declined just because i oh i think I, you
0: could have done that i think you could have done that without a lot of worry i mean how how are you going to be misrepresented on a car accident
2: because no it was about levels um yeah. but and the reason why is years ago uh, a tv station interviewed me and you know they sit down and they spend an hour with you and they shoot tons of uh, questions and answers, and then they shoot B-roll, and then you watch it on the news. And there's a four-second quote
1: of you, right? A- 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 and they just they use you to their advantage. When you uh, when you were doing the television interview, did you have the giant sig dangling from the corner of your mouth?
0: Because <laughs> like that I would have now. been so cool. Were you like sitting I with I a now. can of beer resting on your stomach, <laughs> 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 gnawing on it a was piece the of old- ham? <laughs> It was the uh,
2: old uh, you know, it was in the early 2000s. Um, and ever since then, the only thing I've ever consented to is b-roll. If you want to do a story about traffic and you need a traffic reporter talking into a mic, sure that'll I'll do that, but no questions, no answers.
0: Temperatures are warming up for the weekend. If you own a lake home or you got a little pond or swimming hole on your property, you know, with the tire on a rope hanging over it and there's weeds in there, all you got to do is call Mm Aquaside. They've been helping people maintain great lake shores for years. They have a complete line of lake and pond control products that'll take care of everything from weeds to algae. When I'm out on my afternoon pontoon boat ride on Spoon Lake, I know who uses Aquaside. I know who's been naughty or nice. Aquaside lake fronts are free of weeds and muck and that's why all the kids are over at the Johnson's dock. Aquaside products are easy to use, they work right away. They're registered with both the EPA and DNR. They're safe for the fish, the water, your family. There is no need to let weeds over no need for weeds. Thank there you is club. no there is no need to let weeds overtake your lake or pond this summer. Call Aquaside today. They'll help you identify your weed problem and make sure your place looks great all summer long. 1-800-328-9350. 1-800-328-9350. Or go to Aquaside.com. Here's a new one. Here's a guy who squeaks more than his chair does. Joe Souchere. What uh. <laughs> <laughs> hell was that? Hey,
1: uh, our guys <laughs> nice. is at Fratelloni's Ace Harbor and Garden Store. Mike just sent me a note this morning. He says, grilling. Hey, they will deliver to your house. Touchless delivery to your home if you buy a new grill from Fratelloni's. What? And they will take away your old grill to really? be recycled. Uh, they have Weber. I thought, you know what? I was at the Frat and Eden Prairie the other day they have those big green eggs, and they have varying sizes, I might get one. Because I've always wanted a smoker. Anyway, and more. But they will do delivery to your house. Uh, it's all touchless home delivery, and they'll take away your old grill to be recycled. And that's at any one of the 21 Fratelloni's Ace Harbor and Garden Stores. And
0: they are the sponsor of John Heights Newscast today. The raccoons got in my grill the other night. And man, did that make a racket. Because they damn near took it all apart. Really? Yeah. Free Parts assembly? Parts were all
1: over the yard. they charge you for the assembly?
0: <laughs> no, it was... Uh, no. <laughs> to charge me for the reassembly got it <laughs> hey,
1: john how are we, we doing john, nice height, yeah. john height john height john height <laughs>
3: thank
0: you very
4: much i i heard the uh, first fifteen, oh, twenty 15 20 minutes of the show i, I want you guys to know there's you should never believe anything i read okay no had a boy what we are you talking no i do <laughs> because you
0: have uh, you you are forced by decree of the mayor's office to have factual material
1: well That's according true. to half of our emailers john they don't anyway yeah, yeah
4: they don't do. what do? In fact, they do? I'm going <laughs>
1: to take a screenshot so every day joe when i dial in kenny and when i dial in john I have to send out an email to them, and then I give them kind of a username that gets displayed on my computer in here.
0: Sure. Let's just
1: say I'm going to tweet <laughs> out the photo that I, I named John's uh, inline today. Sure would like to hear from John. I oh,
4: okay. Here wait. we go with some news. I can hardly wait. Three 15-year-old boys have been charged in connection to a light rail assault case that occurred in St. Paul on May 4th. The Ramsey County Attorney's Office said the teens have been charged with gross misdemeanor harassment with intent to injure and fifth-degree misdemeanor assault. Authorities say the teens harassed and kicked a woman at a St. Paul Light rail station. The county attorney's office says the investigation remains active. According to the county attorney's office, the victim's injuries did not warrant a felony level charge because of the age of the boys. The juvenile petitions have not yet uh, been released. Police say they are still investigating because uh, everybody, the boys and the woman, uh, they were there when the trains actually weren't running. So, uh,
1: how old did you sure. say, John? Fifteen,
2: Chris. Yeah, wowzers. Uh, have they been kicked out of jail yet? S- sent ba- sent on their way. They do they not back know. out on the loose to offend again. They will be. The Star Tribune on Tuesday,
4: warning its subscribers of a possible security breach, urged them to take precautions. The newspaper said a group of hackers that's claiming to have stolen over 73 million user records from 10 different businesses is listing the Star Tribune as a business it stole 1 million records from. However, the newspaper said no financial records were stolen. While the Star Tribune's leadership is still working to confirm whether a hack actually took place. The newspaper is urging subscribers to take some precautions, including updating your password on StarTribune.com updating your password for any other sites that you use, the same email and password used for the Startribune.com, and not responding to any emails from anyone who claims to have your information. The newspaper said it sent an email to all subscribers Monday about the
1: alleged What if, uh hack. What if I've just been using Royce's for the last, uh, I don't know, 10, 12 years? Do I have to change should, that? Yeah, you should ask him to change <laughs> it for
4: you.
2: So the one I use And let you know what it is, of course. <laughs>
4: uh, President Trump, uh, and it's only an expression, folks, a tweeting fool again this morning. Uh, no matter who was doing it, I'd call them a tweeting fool, even if it was Joe. Okay? Right. So he's thrown out uh, 30, 40 tw- uh, tweets already this morning. Wow, Meanwhile, the wow. Supreme, uh, Supreme Court is taking up President Trump's bid to keep his tax, bank, and financial records private. A major clash over presidential accountability that could affect the 2020 presidential campaign. The justice is hearing arguments by telephone. In two cases, about subpoenas from congressional committees and the Manhattan District Attorney. The court, where six justices are age 65 or older, has been meeting by phone because of the coronavirus pandemic.
2: And I believe you can watch those. I'm turning my TV back on again as I speak. I believe you can watch those on C-SPAN.
0: Really? Watch uh, what? So you
2: don't, uh, those the hearings. arguments?
0: They're on yeah, CNN, for Pete's sake.
2: Yeah, but uh, C-SPAN is without the commentary.
0: Oh, okay. So
4: the the, the okay, you sh- you're not you guys aren't talking about
2: the the other the Congress thing, right? The congressional Hold on, thing? I'm I'm looking for C-SPAN. Uh, oh no, U.S. Senate today and the Senate thing is. Uh coronavirus response yeah, yeah on this and the other one is public affairs events so you cannot watch it today i uh, i'm sorry <laughs> i told you when i do news some of it's fake so there you go
1: and along those lines um i just did tweet out the photo that i was referring to earlier so for those of you glers that would like to take a quick peek at john's new username when he's on the show
2: this better be clever reavers that's all i Well, do.
4: it's It was funny. I chuckled when I saw it. Dr. Anthony Fauci, the nation's top infectious disease expert, warned Congress today that if the country reopens too soon during the coronavirus pandemic, it will result in what he called needless suffering and death. Uh, I think this probably is what Kenny was talking about on television. Uh, Fauci among the health experts testifying to a Senate panel today. His testimony comes as President Trump is praising states that are reopening after the prolonged lockdown. With the U.S. economy in free fall and more than 30 million people unemployed, the president has been pressuring states to reopen. Kremlin spokesman Dmitry Peskov told Russian state news agencies Tuesday he's been hospitalized after he tested positive. Peskov told TASS Newswire that he last saw his boss, President Vladimir Putin, one month ago. Putin's been in recent days seen talking, uh, taking one-on-one meetings without wearing a mask. Peskov said, "Yes, I have fallen ill and I am being treated. He's just one of several senior Russian Russian figures to contract the uh, contract the illness and become sick." Last month, Prime Minister Mikhail Mushton said he was heading to a
1: hospital after he tested positive. Did we have for any more virus. doctors fall out of windows in Russia recently, or is not this, not this week? I don't think. Okay, we're good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, to the west of us,
4: you may have heard this. This happened yesterday. The North Dakota State Fair has been canceled. Oh no. For the year. Fair officials announced Monday they're calling off the event because of uncertainty over the pandemic. The July gathering is the largest annual event in the state of North Dakota. Usually brings in about 300,000 people to the fairgrounds in Minot. The decision was in the best interest for all involved due to concerns over health and safety, according to fair officials. Uh, If you have already purchased tickets, uh, you will get a refund your credit card account that you used. Governor Doug Burgum said at his daily press conference Monday that large events such as the state fair are very hard to do in any way, shape, or form and maintain physical distancing. North Dakota health officials on Monday reported 1,518 confirmed COVID-19 cases. Uh, The death toll is 36 in the state, most of those in Cass County where Fargo and West Fargo are located.
0: And here, Jerry Hammer seems to be holding on. Uh, Mm -hmm. I continue to believe, however, unfortunately, that it's going to be inevitable to not have a Minnesota State Fair this year. What would have to take place? A miracle. Mm -hmm. A vaccine tomorrow.
4: Will all of those, uh, say, Sweet Martha's, Will there be, can they take any of these government programs, take advantage of some money? Because they're going to lose, you know, over a million,
0: obviously, for them. Well, I well wonder. I'm not so worried about Sweet Martha. How about all these well, carnies? Well, the other ones, yeah. How about well, these ra- traveling carnies? They're they're dying. Uh, yeah. Metataka canceled 4th of July fireworks saw that yeah. uh melvin carter doesn't like fireworks anyway so this is a good year to not have them in saint paul <laughs> so uh boy we're just shutting things down yeah it's it's causing havoc
4: i know i keep bringing this up but musicians yeah uh, not big not big shot musicians guys that basically tour for a living right it's i mean they're all well it's obvious what's happening to them there's there's right. no gigs so right. what if
2: we're going to start seeing pay-per-view concerts you know what I mean? Just go into a studio, go into a big room, you know, empty empty First Avenue main room, uh, Foo Fighters, play for two hours, you sign up and pay, you know, whatever you pay, $30. Well, it wouldn't even have to be expensive because I think so many people would be watching, yeah. wouldn't they?
0: I can't well, believe are, that hasn't happened already. There are no. a Now a that you mention of, it. Of,
4: there are a lot of local musicians who do the same thing where you can pay them via PayPal or... Uh, uh what's it zemo zemo Zamo. <laughs> yes uh whatever that is uh but there are a lot of those i've seen oh okay maybe a, a dozen people doing that i don't know if they're All making right. any money but hopefully right. you know, it's helping them a little anyway
0: why don't those old stones uh get a big auditorium and do this and then they wouldn't have to tour they could do it in one night why a big auditorium
2: though like i said i'd rather see him on the on the uh, in the main room uh, just okay. on a you know, like like a, know a theater or stage okay. or uh, a giant club
0: all right small cl- a small club then
1: oh it'd be awesome
0: yeah and then you pay 25 bucks and 18 million people watch it and those old farts wouldn't have to go out on tour
1: johnny you bought <laughs> tickets did you get a refund for their show
4: I did. Well, I, it hasn't come through yet, but it said it would be okay. it would take up to four weeks. I, I think I turned it in three weeks ago. I'm
2: really, uh, I'm really at a crossroads. I'm trying to decide whether or not I should buy a ticket for uh, Indianapolis 500 August. I believe it's August 23rd. Didn't we go through I this were,
0: last year with you?
2: Uh, no, but this year, it, what factors in is the COVID. I mean, 300,000 people is the capacity of There's that There's no joint. chance it's going to happen.
0: They're not going to have it. Or they might wow. have it, but without fans. Yeah.
2: Well, NASCAR's firing out. Yeah, yeah. Baseball without fans, says no of course.
4: Fans. Yeah. No fans. Yeah.
0: No fans. yeah. Right. I don't uh, care. Just setup. play a
4: game. I want to watch I, baseball. It's uh, I'm I'm desperate enough that yesterday I watched a 2002 game with the Twins and A's. I I, I admit it. I watched about five innings.
0: I watched I what Pat say. recommended to me a uh, a documentary called Coyote, which is the story of a, a Lake Minnetonka sailor named Mike Plant. Who became a uh, around the world sailboat racer until he met his tragic end at sea? Huh.
2: Oh, wow.
0: So and you is know what? Was
2: that on he... uh, MNST?
0: No. What do you mean?
2: I didn't hear him recommend that. Was that on yeah, Sports? That was on, on Oh, Sports must start. have been. Must yes. have been.
0: Yeah. Or maybe it was even off the air. But you know, uh, Jason, who was the uh, Channel 5 guy with the. Jason Day. Uh, Jason, Jason no. Davis. Davis. Jason Davis. 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 Uh, Jason
2: the d- with my fake
5: accent.
0: Prominent <laughs> role in the documentary uh, because in the mid-'80s, Channel 5 spent a lot of money sending Jason Davis around the world to uh, capture this guy for the local newscast. So he's wow. a prominent part of the documentary. Hmm. Uh, speaking of fellas in, uh, in, uh, in boats...
4: A kayaker setting off on a journey down the Mississippi to Louisiana. Uh, he didn't quite make it. In fact, he, he didn't even make it out of northern Minnesota before he required a rescue. <laughs> Wait that a, a minute. boy.
2: Rescue?
4: <laughs> this
1: idiot thought he was going to get... Did he start on the well, trail cam? It, it, it's Do you...
2: been done before,
4: Chris.
1: Really? He's
2: not that big of an idiot. No.
4: Well, <laughs> you... What happened, John? DNR Conservation Officer Mark Matthews' weekly patrol report says that they were called to Lake Winnebogoshish on a report of a kayaker who had gotten into trouble. With the weather, a mixture of wind and snow, large waves had formed on the lake, with DNR oh. officers helping the kayaker to the shore. The kayaker, who was making the way from the Mississippi headwaters to Louisiana, Matthew wrote, had many necessary supplies for the trip, but failed to bring a life jacket.
2: Oh, <laughs> right. that's even against the law.
0: Well that's like that, kayaker... French guy, that French guy, Remy. Years ago, he put on the big water shoes, you know, the big fat clown shoes that you can walk on water. Yeah. yeah. It was going to walk across the ocean and never got out of Marina Del Rey in LA. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> uh, as Kenny said, it's against the law, and the kayaker
4: was issued a citation for not having a life jacket. Matthew noted the outcome would have been much different if the waves had overtaken the kayak. A lake Bagashish.
0: Just is call Minnesota's- it Winnie. We call it Winnie. Winnie? Okay. Yeah.
4: It's the fourth largest lake in Minnesota. Yep. I did not realize that. Huh, 58,544 acres in huh. that lake. A neon light show in the waters along the beaches in Southern California is attracting large crowds at night to see the rare phenomenon, even though many are still under stay at home orders. Uh, since late April, beaches in the region. Uh, did you see this video by any chance? I did. Story? I was fascinated. It was. Uh, beaches in the region have been treated to stunning bioluminescent waves that have been crashing along the coastline from the San Diego area to the north of Los Angeles. The National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration says the bioluminescence is very common in the ocean, especially among animals mostly made of water, as well as fish, squid, and gelatinous zooplankton. Huh man who put on a KKK hood in lieu of a protective mask while in a grocery store. California Jeez. will not be charged with anything, according to San Diego police. The man walked into a Vons grocery store just northeast of San Diego, May 2nd, sporting the Ku Klux Klan hood, leaving outrage in his wake. Customers and employees stepped up and pestered him until he took it off. Then he continued shopping, hunched over his cart. They also called the cops who interrogated the man found him to be angry about the coronavirus restrictions. Police said in a statement, the man expressed frustration with the coronavirus. He said that wearing the hood was not intended to be any kind of racial statement. No. In summary, summary, he told police it was a mask and it was stupid. He was questioned by people from the U.S. Attorney's Office and the San Diego County District Attorney's Office. Uh, Everything was fine, they said. Well, he's lucky
1: he didn't get his ass kicked. (laughs) Well,
4: he was a big guy. He yeah, was. I saw a picture, picture of him. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, big guy in many ways, wasn't he, Joe? Yeah, yeah. He's a big, big, uh, big, big guy. fat guy. I've,
1: I've been to that Vons north of uh, San Diego. You I don't what, think I you mean, have. Really. You know of what they've got? You have. Yeah, they got the they got the ramp where you can take your cart up the, the flight of stairs. It's really because you have underground. Oh, parking I there.
5: don't <laughs> there. believe
2: a word
1: you say. <laughs>
2: they
1: have the ramp. Oh, you can go. You know, know what I mean? Like the, the chain link. Yeah, the chain link deal that pulls your cart up. Nice. So okay. me and the boys did that for
0: about a half an hour. I think golf courses that are hilly should have escalators. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, I do. I, I just, I really do. Where's the party? <laughs> well. Oh.
2: Like that thing on, uh, that, that ride on uh, Big Lebowski. Remember, he goes up oh, to yeah. that party where he's drunk. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> I think Racey's actually been to that house.
1: The Jackie uh, Treehorn story, house is that the one? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Jackie yeah.
2: Treehorn. Yeah, Ben Gazzara was the actor. Ben, you remember
4: Ben? Thank okay, you. Anyway, thank you, John. Yeah. Anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, Joe, you may have had this story yesterday. I know you had a story about somebody driving too fast, but there's yes, up about in four of, There's like four of them in the news right
0: now, uh, but this one
4: is this one you had near Toronto, eighteen-year-old. Yep, and, and you wanted to know what the car was.
0: Well, I determined that it was a Mercedes. It was a Mercedes. It was C-class. a C63. AMG. Oh. C63. C63.
4: What is that's, that? I, that's all I need to say then, I guess. I, I, I didn't hear that part yesterday.
1: Great story. Apparently. Compelling and rich. <laughs> An enterprising
4: gentleman's club has found a way to stay open during the coronavirus shutdown. Oh, no. Going drive-through. <laughs> you get the drive-through pole action? <laughs> that's exact. Excuse me? Uh, yes, that's exactly. <laughs> <laughs> At Minks Gentlemen's Club in Virginia
1: Beach. Hold on, time Westerners. out, time out. Just yeah, on the yes, surface, boys. Who who do we feel more sorry for in this scenario? The guy getting the pull-up service or the gal forcing to work through the pull-up window?
0: Boy, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. <laughs> I don't
2: one. know. What so you it, can't it, get it, private it, dances, though, right? They're no, and it's it's actually not
4: indoors, Chris, so it's not a room. Oh. Uh, I, I did see the video. In video of the drive through strip club on social media, the dancers are in bikinis, and they're vying for the attention of customers driving slowly <laughs> through a makeshift outdoor <laughs> space.
2: Oh, you can't put it in park and... Uh... You know well, yes, uh, you can. Oh,
4: well, I don't know if you can do that, but you can shower them with bills. Some <laughs> dancers were showered in bills thrown through car windows. Oh. Others grabbed I wasn't tips from use bills. I was gonna, oh, well, never mind. <laughs> Others grabbed tips from customers by using a trash picker. You know, the, the little <laughs> I have a picker,
0: <laughs> I have oh, a grabber. Sure. Either we I got a do, grabber. I got a grabber. I do too.
4: Yeah. I got one too. That's what the uh, oh. the dancers were using to reach into vehicles when. Folks would uh, offer. You ever boost the
2: wife with the grabber? Just, hey, how you doing?
0: (laughs) No, but the little girls have a (laughs) lot of fun with that grabber. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my. I got your uh, nose. Let's grab his elbow and haul him around like a prisoner. I love those kids. They're so awesome. They play
2: you so well. Oh, that's oh, terrible. God. Yeah, it's awesome. I know
4: we don't use Guinness World Records often, but this story just tickled me. Edward Nino Hernandez, Colombia. He's now been designated the world's shortest man by Guinness World Records. All right. Oh. World record title was awarded amid his birthday celebration as he turned 34 on Monday. Uh, if you're wondering about Edward, he is two feet, four point three nine inches tall. Boy, that's a small you, guy, isn't he, John? He's tiny, and I I love the pictures, which does us no good on a podcast. But no, that's
2: why I pulled the story, basically. John, does does he come with batteries?
3: what
5: is wrong with you 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 wind up
1: fernando is there a certain age john that you'd have to be to qualify i mean is it 18 i suppose you'd have to be 18 or something right right, right. where's
4: uh, he from john uh he is from Colombia. i see Uh, Guinness World Records Latin America adjudicator Natalia Ramirez presented him an official certificate in a ceremony at a medical clinic in his hometown of Bogota, Colombia, with his family doctor by his side. Uh, He grew up reaching all the regular milestones, but realized at age four, his friends were growing and he had stopped. I'll be darned. His parents sought medical advice. The reason his growth was stunted wasn't discovered until about 20 years later when he was diagnosed with severe hypothyroidism. That has not stopped him from having a positive attitude and enjoying life. He can sometimes be seen dancing through the streets to <laughs> reggaeton, merengue,
0: and vallenato music. And then he gets he trampled says, by a horse. Right,
2: yeah. <laughs> See, you got to be careful there. You know what the
0: adjudicator said when she saw him? She no, said, I'm not what? even going to bother to entertain any more entrants. There's nobody that could be smaller than this guy. Winner! Winner, right here. I got you, right here. <laughs> Uh, he actually uh, had the title taken away from him once. This is
1: the second time he's mm. earned the title. And you already said if they took away the title, I'm not well, happy. That...
0: Which one are you? <laughs>
1: Oh,
2: good one, Chris! Thank you, John. I laugh every time at that dumb I know. joke. <laughs> I
0: first <laughs> heard it from Moeller, and he played it so well. He got me so good with that. I just well didn't it
1: have the whole he had you pulling up to the front of the store and all that. Oh new? yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. beautiful. I'm not happy. Oh yeah,
0: it's oh, like yeah. the gypsy what talking to the sheep. They're right. liars. Don't believe a word they say. Right. <laughs> I don't Johnny. know set up
4: to that one. I may have to
0: get that Oh, it's done. a long, uh, long ago uh, Buddy yeah. Hackett joke. Sure, Johnny, sure. thank buddy you. Buddy Hackett. Thank Surely. You. Say, I want to remind you that uh, with the additional stay-at-home orders, about which we will say more in a moment, uh, Schmel's Countryside, Schmel's Countryside, Volkswagen, Alfa Romeo, and Fiat in Maplewood, the southeast quadrant of Highway 36 and 61, are offering on-site sales by appointment only. This is uh, good for everybody. Ultimately, there's no browsing the sales floor. you got to make an appointment. This is good and safe for you. It's good and safe for their staff. And uh, right now, it's just extraordinary, extraordinary time to check out Volkswagens at Schmelz Countryside. 0% payments for 72 months on all new 2019 and 2020 VWs the defer- your first payments deferred for 120 days? Come on! This even applies to the all-new 2020 <laughs> Atlas Cross Sport, which is in stock. It's a really nifty new SUV. And I've told you before, if you're in that, if you're in that uh, uh, European SUV segment, you want to check out the uh, Atlas. You want to check out the Alfa Romeo Stelvios. Uh, Fiat's got some all-weather vehicles. Here's, your, here's what you do: go to Schmelzvw.com. SchmelzAlfaRomeo.com, SchmelzFiat.com. Do your homework, do your research, get your price point, call them. They'll have that car waiting for you for a test drive and explanation. It's really probably going to be the future of the automotive industry. Schmelz Countryside, 651-243-4316. 651-243-4316. GL back in a moment.
3: Canopy cares as we go through these unprecedented times with COVID-19. At the Canopy Group, we remain open and 100% ready to service our existing clients and to discuss options for new clients. In an effort to keep everyone safe, we have eliminated face-to-face meetings. We have also set up many Canopy employees to work from home in order to generate greater spacing within our office settings. At the Canopy Group, we realize every penny matters, We have encouraged our clients who are feeling financially stressed to contact their mortgage companies, utility providers, auto loan payment centers, and see what payment deferral options they provide. Many do. We also encourage everyone to reach out to the Canopy Group and see if additional savings can be experienced with their home and auto insurance. If you have ever wondered if you are paying too much, now is a good time to find out. On behalf of the Canopy Group, we ask you to be safe during these times and contact the Canopy Group at 800-967-3389 or visit thecanopygroup.com.
5: You'll learn more here by accident than elsewhere by design. Here's Joe Souchereau.
0: Dear Mayor, hail you. Upon returning home. Oh, no, when I say hail you, that's when you do it. Ah. Some of the some of the emails don't start that way. Got it. Dear Mayor, upon returning home after, you could say, Dear Leader. (laughs) (laughs) I gotta go. (laughs) Dear Mayor, upon returning home after walking our two golden retrievers on the grand round this evening, what did I discover in our backyard? Our lilacs are now officially in bloom. I'm just now waiting for that fragrant scent to fill our backyard after clipping a few from a branch. Good luck, Mark Powell, St. Paul. Man, mine are not even remotely close yet. Are you behind the neighbors? I mean, what, what are we doing here? Well, this guy says St. Paul. Man, mine are not close yet. I, I tweeted out a picture of them last week. Could you go to Frats and get something to get the get it boosted here? Let's go. Uh, no, I mean some it's, lilac uh,
1: food. Get some.
0: Uh... And chief offsite correspondent Kelsey notes that he played Keller Golf Course Saturday, and they allowed people to ride in and touch every surface of the golf carts. Unfortunately, they also decided, for our own good, that we would not be allowed to have a scorecard. But Weird. Oh, oh, oh.
5: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, can the oh. pencil would be a touch point. You see, a touch point. Okay. okay. Say, uh, apparently, we'll know more tomorrow on uh, Governor Walz's decision uh, on stay-at-home. But I'm reading a piece that was on the Fox 9 website today uh, that seems to be uh, somewhat breaking news. Uh, Minnesota has quietly released a new modeling scenario for fighting the coronavirus, which extends the stay-at-home order through May. The new scenario projects more deaths and intensive care usage than the course Minnesota is currently taking. Health officials argued uh, the projection should be ignored because they relied on old modeling data instead of Minnesota's new model that health officials plan to release this week, possibly as soon as tomorrow. The additional scenario threw more more uncertainty on a pivotal week as Governor Walls must decide whether to extend Minnesota's stay-at-home order. Walz's current order runs through Sunday, and the governor has not said how he plans to deal with a possible extension. If the uh, additional scenario was just a bit of an afterthought, Stefan Gilden- Gildemeister, the state health economist at the Minnesota Department of Health, told Reporters Monday, I think it might be best to set it aside. The traditional scenario, I'm sorry, the additional scenario projects that extending the stay-at-home order through the end of May would lead to 25,000 deaths and 4,000 ICU beds in use at peak. Both numbers are slightly higher than under the scenario that Minnesota is currently following, which suggests 22,000 deaths and 3,700 ICU beds in use. Extending the stay-at-home order would delay the peak by two weeks until July 27th. Gildemeister said health officials ran the new scenario April 28 after a request from Walls' office. It wasn't released publicly until May 4 when State Senator Michelle Benson asked to see it. Benson, a Republican from Ham Lake, chairs the Senate Health and Human Services Committee. Then in recent days, health officials put it online. Okay, this is the first I'm hearing about it. It's, uh, it's called Scenario 5. Scenario 5 was out of date almost as soon as it was posted because the model itself is being updated with new criteria, Health Commissioner Jan Malcolm told reporters. So whether it would continue to show that with the new run, we can't comment on that until we see the new run. I'm going to stop right there because, once again, it's it's another example of how much we don't know. We just don't know. The models keep changing. The numbers keep changing. The stay-at-home order uh, uh, drop-end dates keep changing. uh, So... We'll, we'll learn more tomorrow. I but, would have. And made. the
1: heartbreaking part is, you know, we've all seen Billy Kosleck's testimony. These places, if they don't op- if they don't decide to open up a little bit on on Monday, these places are going away, folks. Do you want to pl- uh, play uh, Kosleck?
0: Sure. Uh, For g- the audience, give me. It's it's about three minutes. How much of it do yeah. you want? Uh, three minutes. We didn't. Uh, we did w- This was not done in conjunction with Garage Logic. But when he was functioning, Billy was one of our great clients. And all of us uh, came to this out of the blue yesterday. We didn't know he was uh, recording this soliloquy uh, that he apparently posted to YouTube. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it's very heartfelt, and I'm sure it expresses the sentiment of a lot of restaurateurs. restaurateurs.
5: Hello, I'm Bill Kozlak, third-generation owner of Jack's Cafe in Northeast Minneapolis. My great-grandfather built this building on the corner of 20th and University Avenue in 1910. In 1933, right after prohibition, we were the second liquor license issued in the city of Minneapolis. My grandparents and my parents and my uncles took this little bar from a 20 seat bar and built it into a two story, 600 seat restaurant that it is today. Acquired houses one by one in the parking, in the area that is now the parking lot. We uh, currently employ third generation employees. We have employed countless people that paid their way through med- medical school, college, law school, survived the polio epidemic, survived World War II, survived 9-11, survived just about everything. Not sure we're going to survive this one. I had to lay off all my employees. Um, we closed on 16 hours notice in Minneapolis, which was very painful, very expensive. Some good came out of it. We fed some police officers and first responders. We donated a lot of food at a time when we can't afford to donate, but we did. Uh, the debt keeps mounting. Um, it's scary. It's very scary times right now. Next Monday, I will go for the first time in my life without a paycheck. Since I was a caddy starting at 12 years old. My employees fortunately are being taken care of. I'm happy for that. Um, there's a very nice plan that's been set forth for now can't go on forever but I'm happy to know that they're still making money and and making some bills paid. But as a business owner, I don't know about me. I can't get any help. I won't get a paycheck Monday. I don't know about paying tuition any longer. Um, the PPP money. It's a great start. The intentions were good. The money does me no good right now Uh, when we're not open and can't be fully open for business i can't use that money eight weeks not long enough it should be until the money's exhausted but used for the same idea Uh, so that money's sitting idle i hope i'm not returning 70 or 80 percent of it unused to the government i want to bring my employees back to work and i want to bring them back and keep them back Uh, big concern is with the uh, restrictions that might be with reopening Um, I might lose more money being open at 50% capacity than I will be being closed. So that's a scary thought. However, if uh, some amendments can be made and some help can be brought to us, we may be able to make it at 50% capacity in the short term. don't think we can make it at 50% capacity in the long term. I'm asking you, the leaders of the state and the country, to understand 90 employees, three generations of employees. We want them to, I want to continue to employ them. I don't want them to be on your payroll. We need your help. We need it soon. And we're going to need it for a while. We'll do our part if you can help us get back open and stay open. Thank you. Wow. Wow. Oh, my.
1: You know, a thought occurred to me.
0: That isn't a restaurant that opened two years ago. No. Oh.
1: A thought occurred to me when we were listening to Billy. What if? Because I know the bills are piling up, and I actually I talked to I talked to Todd from Thirty Bills yesterday via via phone. W- why can't we have a scenario in which we furlough payments for these places? So what in- do you mean? Well, so instead of Billy's got you know a mortgage payment to whoever. Well, how about? Let's let's give them a ninety day break or whatever it's going to take, and add that to the end of the loan. Instead of having that pile up on them, let's let's cut them some slack here, so they can keep their doors open and keep their lights on.
0: I believe everything of that nature should be back ended. I don't believe you should be forced to repay. You should, Absolutely, I, I, yes. Whatever you're saying, I agree with. Yeah. Did you see the great uh, Twitter video of a guy? having that rant, about, pretty much a rant that just captured what you said. And it I can't find it now. It was two weeks ago. But it was truly hilarious, and people were retweeting this guy for president and whatever. And basically his message was, don't charge me. When I get back to work, don't charge me for everything I owe you. Put that at the back end of what I owe you so yeah. I can make some money. That makes sense because yeah. you can't expect all of these
1: people that have lost their jobs that once the, the green light is hit, or whatever it's, if it's the yellow light, whatever it is, you can't expect all of that money back right away. That's, that's criminal.
0: Are you aware that uh, the legislature, the House voted to uh, give a raise to all the public employees? Oh, well, good. Good. Now, in, in fairness, those were uh, salary increases negotiated uh, before COVID. Tough. But, but uh, why, why, why is the political class not expected to share in the sacrifices that, that everyone has to make? You just heard from Bill Kozlak, who doesn't want to pay people with government money. He wants to do it himself. He wants to do it himself. The Minnesota House of Representatives on Monday approved salary increases for state employees on a 74-60 vote. Uh, the administration and labor, 11 labor unions representing state employees struck a deal in the contracts last year that included a 2.25% increase starting last summer and a 2.5% boost beginning this July. Democrats, along with the unions, said nearly 50,000 public employees uh, set to see salary bumps still merited those raises despite COVID-19 and economic hardship. But the, ra- but the raises face an uncertain fate moving towards the divided legislature. Republican lawmakers who control the Senate say they want to reopen negotiations given the economic situation. Uh, I'll give you the answer. You no, know, you don't get the raise, but you get the agreed two raises the minute the state gets itself out of a deficit. Right now, Whoa. we went from a $1.4 surplus to a, a, a deficit. You don't get your raise during a time of a def- deficit when when the likes of Bill Kozlak and other shop owners are suffering. This is ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, You're facing yeah. a $2.4 billion wow. deficit. You don't get your raise right now. I'm not saying you should never get it. I'm saying you have to wait like the rest of us.
2: Not only do they not lose their jobs, they get a raise during this wow how come bad on is that
1: and how come on how has not one person raised their hand and said you know maybe we shouldn't well, uh, go through with this right now how tone the, 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 deaf are these people
2: right there were people that voted against it what was the oh, voting yeah. line again i was shocked
1: 70, by that 60
0: uh, four sixty. yeah oh, so 60 man. people were not tone deaf
5: Wow. Good Lord.
0: A... I'm not I'm not being an ogre here. I'm not saying that you, your work isn't important and God love you and and, 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 and and everything else, but you are not suffering. You have not suffered one setback yet due to hey, this Billy, coronavirus. Billy, you're going broke. You
2: can't uh, pay your employees. You're losing your business. But hey, I got a raise. Yeah. So
0: yay yeah. me. Wow. Wow.
2: Wow. Well, I,
0: I would hope the Senate figures out a way to block this and, and prevent it. And again, I'm not attempting to destroy any public employee's lifestyle, but your lifestyle hasn't changed not yet because of COVID.
2: That oh, that shouldn't even have gone to vote.
0: No. Hell no. I mean, I mean wow. here, here, here. I got Tim, Tim Bloom out at EcoFund. The business yeah. is 90% shut down, they've had to innovate. They've had to go to the phone. They've had to uh, have you go to their website, EcoFundMotorsports.com. downtown Forest Lake on Highway 61. You can You can peruse all of the vehicles, the electric bikes, the Yamaha motorcycles, the side-by-sides, and the ATVs. You can check out everything online at the website. Then give them a call if you like what you see and you want to buy it. Everything can be done over the phone, and they'll deliver it free in the Twin Cities area. And uh, I got a feeling this week we're going to learn that stay-at-home orders will be extended. You're going to need to get outside, get fresh air. That's one way to fight the COVID. I've read plenty of fresh air, healthy eating, plenty of sleep. Call uh, EcoFun at 612 321 612-321-8867 to get yours or to set up an appointment to get one. You can still go in. You call them, though, for the appointment. and it, But if you don't want to go in, it can all be done online or over the telephone. So, uh be safe. Uh, EcoFun has your best interests at heart, and they really have a great world of outdoor entertainment right there on Highway 61 downtown Forest Lake. EcoFunMotorsports.com, and I doubt that anyone working for EcoFun right now is going to get a raise because they negotiated right. last year. Right. They're not, they're not going to get the raise. In fact, because they're business people, they're going to pass on whatever savings they can figure out to you anyway. Garage Logic will be back. Ever think common sense would be this much fun? Joe Suchere. Are you guys aware of the uh, St. Paul Pioneer Press on Saturdays has a section called Sainted and Tainted, where people, not anonymously, uh, write in their thanks to someone who might have done them a favor during the week. Oh, or, sure. or, or, or in the event that it's tainted, they'll point out, why did you cut me off at that intersection? Things of that nature. But how about right. this one? How about this one? Tainted. I just paid my Ramsey County property taxes online, and they charged me an extra dollar to pay online. <laughs> I followed the guidelines to be safe. I paid my quarterly state taxes online with no fee. Cliff Whitson, White Bear Lake. So he yeah. follows their instructions to be safe. He pays the property taxes online, and they charge him a buck. What a Bush yeah. League operation. Well, I, hope I... I hope I'm not wrong. I hope I'm not wrong, because I'm not paying my property taxes till July 15th. Boy, I hope I'm right about that, otherwise the fine will kill me. Right. Jeez. That's,
2: that's how I paid uh, my state and uh, national USA tax last year, and I was charged... Uh, a surcharge every payment I made. Like five do you know bucks the, or something.
0: Do you know the National Guard uh, will be flying tomorrow uh, with more yeah, flyovers? Uh, this will be uh, pretty much outstate uh, Minnesota. Uh, there are going to be F-16 fighter jets and C-130 transport planes from the Guard's 148th Fighter Wing out of Duluth and the 133rd Airlift Wing out of Fort Snelling. Also taking part will be the Air Force Reserve's 934th Airlift Wing, which is based at the Joint Station in the Twin Cities. So it's Albert Lee, Alex, Baudette, Bemidji, Big Fork, Alec, uh, Bemidji, Big Fork, uh, Blue Earth, Burnsville, Colquay, Cook, Crosby, Detroit Lakes, Duluth. Now he does get as close as Edina, Uh, Ely, Fergus Falls, Grand Marais, Grand Rapids, Hermantown, Hibbing, International Falls. I might as well read them all. Jackson, Laverne, Mankato, Marshall, Moorhead, New Prague, New Ulm. What? So they're going from
2: Alec to Fergus, and I'm right under that flight path.
0: Well, but you'll be here, unfortunately. Oh, darn. It's Wednesday. It's tomorrow. Rochester, Rosso, Shakopee, Silver Bay, Thief River, Two Harbors, Virginia, Worthington, and then Ashland, Bayfield, and Superior in Wisconsin. But uh, they'll be going over Edina. And uh, you can go to the Googles, and you can get all the times, the estimated times. I think Edina is 1050, something like that. But don't, don't quote the mayor because the mayor didn't write it down. And unless the mayor writes something down, it doesn't exist. Right. And uh, just to ward off you naysayers and complainers and gripers,
2: uh, this, these are training flights. They're, they're going to train anyway, so why not train and let us watch?
1: We're well, so, they spending money on it, kid. Yeah, yeah,
2: training
5: flights. We I, gotta could keep watch, our guy... I
0: could watch those guys all day long. We've got to keep our men
2: and women up to date and current.
0: Guys, if this makes the air, please don't use my name. Got it. I'm a 30-year-old GLer who lives not far from Reaver's neck of the woods. On Monday's podcast, when discussing how your personal lives had been impacted by COVID, I felt moved to share my personal experiences with you and to stress the need to reopen. This is in no way an attempt to make you feel bad for not having your jobs affected. Let's pause right there and I'll give thanks that we are working. We we still have our jobs. Thank you. Wow. When COVID hit, I was told to work from home. Shortly after that, I was given a pay cut, and one week later, I lost my job. Are mm. you hearing this, 50,000 Minnesota state workers? Are you listening to this? I was un- Not that we're against you. It's just that you've got to put an oar in the water, people. I was unemployed for two weeks before taking a new position at an essential laborer role. I traded my stand-up desk and dogs in the office for trucks, chainsaws, and a hard hat. It pays far less than my previous salary, but it was a job and I refused to take unemployment benefits and weekly COVID stimulus when I was still willing and able to work, even though it was for far more than I'm making at my new job. I know I'm a very small drop in a very large bucket, but if we want this great economy to kick back into gear, we need people to get to work. It has been challenging and demoralizing at times, but I have work and goals that I can work towards. My experience has been nothing compared to my wife's. Since having our second child in November, my wife became a stay-at-home mom. For the past two years, she has had a dream of beginning her own business that focuses around the wedding industry. She has poured her heart and soul into this project and was less than 48 hours away from taking her licensing test, the final hurdle to overcome before launching her dream. Then the state locked down. Since then, her test date has been a moving target, being rescheduled and canceled three times. Numerous potential clients have evaporated as people have been forced to change their wedding plans. The financial stresses have increased as my reduced income cannot cover the bills and the income we had anticipated from her business is now non-existent. While I know we will find a way to overcome the financial hurdles, I am most concerned about her mental health. She has watched her dream continue to be pushed farther away as we have no idea if, when, and how things will open up. As a stay-at-home mom, she is unable to take the kids to the activities and places to enrich their days and change the scenery and routine for them. I have watched this entire experience have a snowball effect on her and beat her into the ground. She is upset and sad and hopeless at this time. I know there are many worse off than us. And I know there are thousands experiencing similar things. The salon needs to think about the unintended mental health toll their actions are taking on the public. The continually changing timelines and models are hurting people. We need a plan. We need transparency. We need a light at the end of the tunnel to give us hope. That's going to be a small but necessary step on the road to recovery. Thank you and good luck. I'm not going to say his name. But we said it earlier. The oh. absence of a job can break your spirit. That could just yeah. break your spirit.
1: Boy, can yeah. it!
0: Wow. I mean, we're working, and we make light of the idea. Well, what the hell do we do at three o'clock? <laughs> well,
1: we all know the answer to that. <laughs> but I mean,
0: two names: rookie and hi, John. You know? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Both of whom I'm sensing. Uh, are going to begin to approach their previous roles. That there sure be hope so. Yeah, yeah. Things are, things are because we have great, we have great clients, and I, I want to thank them. Uh, Grunhoffers, uh, Schmelz Countryside in Maplewood, EcoFun Motorsports in Forest Lake, uh, Aquaside, uh, Moeller when he's with us. We have wonderful clients, wonderful Schoonover. clients. Schoonover. over, uh, yeah, Schoover body
2: works and glass Mike thank you Dave at dot Eric and Julie the com. Dave he owns professionalturf.com he's been advertising with us for a hundred years mm-hmm. bill at tri com. he he wants to come back uh, there's so many and and rookie who has Jacks uh, uh mansettis uh, you mentioned moeller I uh, just Big, big thanks to all of those guys and elevated, all of you. Elevated
0: in 30 bales. Oh, yep.
2: all
1: of you guys that support our clients, thank you so much. Our new friends at uh, Siren National Golf Club. Over Siren there in, National. In Siren, Wisconsin. And let's not forget the guy that signed up first to be on board when we switched to a podcast, and that's Mike Frataloni Yeah, right very on. much. Thanks, Frat. Mike.
2: Oh, we have so much fun with and, him.
1: And the thing is, and I've talked to basically all of these people independently for scheduling purposes of the ads, and the, the same response I get every time is, we don't know what the hell we would do if the GLers didn't show up. And that's not well, hyperbole.
0: Well, the GLers show up en masse to Grunhoffers in Hugo. Yeah. It's just really become a go-to destination. Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats on Highway 61, just at the north edge of the town of Hugo. You can't miss it. Sometimes they're getting 500 people on the Saturdays. Uh, they're trying to do meatloaf, but Reavers could go up there, and then you got no shot because <laughs> you'll buy out. 15 meatloafs <laughs> at a time and then gnaw on a frozen one on the way home. But you can still get hamburger patties, sliders, brats, all the jerky, the steaks, the ham, the bacon, the salmon. It's just really incredible. And 130 different flavors of brats. New flavors being dreamed up by Spencer all the time.
1: And by the way, look at that forecast, GLers. If you're planning on grilling this weekend, you might want to stop
0: today. Yeah, <laughs> that's wise counsel.
1: Because it's going to be busy starting, I bet, starting tomorrow through the entire weekend
0: there. Well, the the quality of the product is, is the key to this. this yes. This is, this is no BS we're slinging here. This stuff has been a wonderful discovery. Wonderful discovery. GLers have truly enjoyed it. Grunhoffers, old-fashioned meats at the north end of Hugo on Highway 61. And that's how I go. I don't try any more fancy ways. I just get myself on sixty one and just stay on it.
1: Well the key is to get there. And then yeah. if you're maybe going to Carver, what you wanna do is you wanna swing through Well, you wanna go over to Wisconsin yep. through Osceola and, go
0: down and then the down ways. around Eau Claire, yep. you stop at the coffee grounds, and you come in at come in at Prescott. Yep. Get on a boat, go down to Red Wing, Sure. offload at Red Wing, stop at the casino, take up off the hill, go stop at a little town, play baseball somewhere like a moron, and then get back in your truck Buy and get yourself. home about 1 in the morning.
1: Mom, where's Dad? Ah, he made a grunt run.
0: And then the wife says, boy, you got home quick today.
2: Yeah. Um, take a lap. <laughs>
0: Uh, All right, GLers, hang in there. Good one today. Hang in in there, GLers. And the light is at the end of
2: the tunnel. Thank you, GLers. Thank you
0: so much.
1: GarageLogic.com, that's your place for all of your past episodes of GL. And please don't forget to download the PodMN app. And also, please rate and review the show on iTunes. It does help potential new listeners find the show.